DC Comics presents The Vault of Horror. <laughs> Scratches are contaminated. Nothing can save you from this hideous fate. The werewolf's victims become. The first season is available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Horror Comics Podcast. This is episode 27, and I thank you all for listening. Thank you very much. I, you know, some people might complain about a long intro song. I play music that I like, and occasionally I'll play the music that I wrote with my friend John for the show that I just kind of rarely play now, but (laughs) I just kind of got to a point where I was like, You know, I'd rather play songs from horror movies or songs that I'm just digging at the time. Um, uh, Given the outro to the, uh, what was it? I can't remember which episode it was, but it was fucking Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Because if you tell me that that song doesn't jam, (laughs) I I don't know what to tell you. Because it does. The song jams. It does. And if you think it doesn't, that's okay. It's fine. It's fine if you think it doesn't. Maybe you're too cool. Maybe you just don't like it. But don't tell me I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I that song, Judy French by the band White Reaper, is a song that like takes me back to my days of like my friends showing me like punk songs. Um you know, I don't know, like it's obviously not like old school punk and like thrashy or anything like that but it just has this like attitude about it that I just love and his voice and like the way they recorded the guitars and everything just sounds so I don't know it's very like the clash but like songwriting wise it's a little bit more polished 
Um, and I don't mind that because I love a good catchy, you know, that. Like, it's catchy, you know? There's nothing wrong with that. I, I love that so much. And I love that song. And uh, you should go listen to that song because it's a fucking great band. Again, it's called White Reaper. And they're absolutely fantastic. But we're not really here to talk about music. We're here for horror comics. And gosh, there I mean, there's like a couple of things coming up that I'm excited about. Now I can't remember because the way I ordered the episodes up, um, I can't remember what I actually talked about in the intros of some of those. But I know that we've got maybe me and Joey talked about it, but the Hill House Comics and Sandman universe are going to be crossing over here soon. Um which is going to be interesting. Uh, it's it's the um, uh, Lock and Key, actually. That it's Lock and Key is going to be crossing over with Sandman Universe. And I don't know what aspects of the Sandman Universe because that's kind of its own little corner of DC and then it got kind of turned into the Black Label thing. And it's a few different books. I'm reading most of them. I'm behind on The Dreaming. Uh, I was keeping up for I was keeping up with it for a while, um, and it's one of those books that like it requires like you to sit down and read a lot of exposition. Not a bad thing. It just like you know it takes some time to get through and kind of and kind of go over what they're telling you uh, and what they're kind of <laughs> trying to relay. Uh, Books of Magic is one that's like you can just pretty much breeze through it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Hellblazer is another one that they just recently added to the lineup that I really enjoy. But I'll say House of Whispers, and that one kind of lost me story-wise. I was I was in, invested on the first issue, and I liked it. And then it seemed like, I don't know, the story just started getting very convoluted, kind of hard to follow, which sucks because it's set, like, you know, in my home state. It's set in Louisiana, so I was excited to get into that one, but uh, didn't get, you know, just didn't get me. But um, my cat is going insane right now. Don't know what's happening. Wish she would stop. That'd be great. Thanks, Nora. Um, but yeah, those worlds are crossing over and that could be cool. Just seeing what extent, you know, they they do that with. We'll see, but maybe we'll we'll cover some of that over here. Who knows? Again, I don't know how horror centric that's going to be be whatever still no news as far as like the hill house comics horror side of things continuing at dc i don't know anything about that just yet um especially i don't even know what's going on as far as comics go like physically with this whole uh global uh situation that we have going on here and uh, talks of lockdown, quarantine, and all that shit. But I'm not here to talk about all that. I'm here to be an escape from that shit. Because that's what I'm doing. So tonight, me and my good friend Joey, who I've had a great time talking the Hill House Comics books with uh, since it started, really. It's been awesome kind of going over those with him. Had a lot of fun doing that. And that's kind of where we're at. We're like, well, what the shit is coming up with those books are we going to keep talking about books or what, what's happening there so we need to figure out some sort of stride but um i also had a lot of fun doing the chamber of chills issue um it's just 
I kind of went a little overboard. It may not sound like it. I don't know to the, to, to the listeners, but like I kind of went overboard with the editing. Uh, and it's more like with like the music and the ambient stuff. Like I started like mixing a bunch of different tracks together and like reversing things and throwing uh, weird distortion on things and trying all these different effects and kind of burying it uh, with different echoes and like reverb and stuff and just trying to play with like getting those background sounds um, kind of creepy and whatnot. Uh, maybe overthinking it a bit. I don't know, but like I had fun with it and that was a thing. I had a lot of fun with it, but it took me, I guess I painted myself into a corner uh, to where I felt like I had to, you know, finish it the same way that I started it instead of just being like, well, let's just put this episode out there. No, I wanted to have it have those cool kind of quirks and effects and whatnot. Um, so I want to do that stuff um, because, again, it just sort of made me realize how much I miss doing those episodes and just getting fucking so stupid with the voices and whatnot. So going to have those coming up. I have so many books lined up that I need to read for that in particular. So no shortage of those. Um, so they will be, they will be coming along the line. And, um, yeah. So uh, before I move on, I do want to go ahead and say that the good folks at nightmarethreads.com, they have kindly provided a, a link, which is in the show notes that you can scroll down, go find that link for nightmare threads where you can get, uh, it helps me out. If you, if you shop through them for like your horror merch and they have other stuff too, but that's kind of like, you know, obviously the namesake, uh, they have a lot of the, those types of things, uh, great horror based merchandise, but also if you follow my link, it helps me out. And if you use the promo code, all caps, one word, horror comics, you get 5% off your order and, uh, you know, you save a little bit of money. You help me out. You help the show out and it really means a lot. So go check that out. Again, it's in the show notes. Scroll down. I've also included a link below that that shows the shirt that actually I got from them. And it's a Halloween 2. It's like a white t-shirt with like Michael Myers uh, photo on it. And I love that shirt so much. Um and I'm just going to be honest, I had some issues with the first shipment of the order, but a testament to them, their customer service was so good. And on top of it, they killed it. It was awesome. Like no issues. They sent the shirt out before I even threw the other one in the mail. They, um, you know, obviously know how to stay on top of their customer service. Now, you know, I would even say maybe it's not that safe to be sending things out before you've got the other thing in the mail, but that's how much they trust. And also they have your name and your address and your phone number. So if you screw them over, they can come find you. And I would hope if you were going to screw them over that they would come find you. So nightmare threads is awesome. Again, customer service, amazing, badass, and their products are great. Really cool stuff. Uh, it, the shirt again that I have, it's not like just some standard Michael Myers photo or like logo art it's like a cool photo still from uh halloween 2 and i'd never seen that shirt before that's the that's why i got that one because i love the halloween franchise uh for all of its ups and downs uh lots of downs and some ups and i like it i love it i love michael myers and uh yeah so i got the shirt and i'm a huge fan of it so go check out nightmare threads 
uh, follow the link in my show notes. It helps me out when you follow that link and buy stuff through there. And then again, you save 5% by using the, again, promo code, all caps, one word, horror comics. So check that out. And uh, one more thing, before we get into the books, I want to throw this out there. Um, I have talked about Trevor Markwart. I've talked about Anthony Cleveland because they have been supporters of this show since the beginning, like seriously, like from the start of the show, which I know hasn't been very many episodes and compared to a lot, but like regardless, they've been supporters since the beginning. And that means literally the fucking world to me. I've tried to promote their work as much as I can and I'm about to do it again, but I'm also bringing in, I guess, the third part of the trinity of Markwart Cleveland and now Gravely Unusual Magazine because, um, and this isn't an ad, they're not uh, paying me, I'm not getting any kind of uh, residuals for doing an ad for them, I just, they sent me an email and we were chatting they did send me a PDF of their first issue and I bought the third issue of gravely unusual magazines, the physical copy and got it in the mail. And God, like this is a fucking thick. I'm talking like this is, this magazine is (laughs) like, it's heavy, like physically, like to hold it, it weighs more than any magazine I've ever held. And I'll be honest, but just being straight up, uh, it was 10 bucks when I went to the website, which is uh, gravelyunusual.bigcartel.com. And I was like, oh boy, 10 bucks, I don't know. And, but you know what? After they emailed me, um, Edwin actually emailed me and um, I was like, I've, I've had this in my queue of like books that I need to buy for so long. But it's one of those things where like, you know, you're on eBay and discover books and thrift books or even Amazon and, and and wherever you're buying horror comics, or if you're buying the new stuff from Amazon and like, uh, Barnes and Noble or whoever, and, or your local comic shop, whatever, you've got this list of books and, and on my phone, I've got all of these windows open and like saved links of like, these are the things I'm going to buy. Just got to go back and order and get them. And Gravely Unusual has been in that list for a very long time. I even told him this. I was like, you know, it's just been there. It's just, it's, I hate to say it. It's just it keeps getting buried by all the new things I keep finding and wanting to buy and like cover on the show and whatnot. And he was really cool about it. And I was like, but you know what? Fuck this. This is stupid. I'm going to go buy an issue. So I bought issue three and uh, it came in the mail and I cracked this sucker open, pulled it out of the packaging. And I'm like, holy shit, this thing weighs about 14 pounds. Not really, but this magazine, I mean, I mean, magazine, it's magazine sized and it's the quality is so good and it's like thick. And it's just like, you're like, wow, Jesus Christ. That's where like, when you're like, I don't know if I want to spend $10 turns into like, this was only $10. Again, I'm not getting paid to do an ad. I'm not getting any incentives. They're not being like, Hey, well, you know, whatever this, no, I'm just like, I'm excited to talk about this, 
this magazine because this is like this 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 magazine is um keeping the spirit of like creepy and eerie and terror tales and and vampirella and all of those those old school magazine horror magazine slash comics slash anthology which whatever it's keeping that that spirit alive in literally the best way that i've ever seen um the quality again printed quality is like insane it's so good um it's top notch again the paper quality is just like the best you could find like i said it's heavy the book weighs <laughs> quite a bit it's like one of those like marvel treasury editions of like um the like hip-hop family tree or x-men grand design or fantastic four grand design it like weighs as much of those except it's a magazine as opposed to a treasury edition like that's that's how much content is in here but also the the quality of the paper that you're reading it on and it's just fucking awesome because I cracked it open. First of all, on the f- cover, you have this disgusting, wonderful um, artwork of this decaying, rotting face that's kind of like Day of the Dead-esque um, as far as like the tradition, traditional art goes uh, for Day of the Dead, but like has like this decaying zombie sort of vibe to it. But you have interviews, fucking Bruce Campbell, Charlie Steeds, and I'm like, Bruce Campbell, you say? Okay, one of the first faces I, as a child, saw in horror. Oh, you're just talking to this guy. Oh, okay, that's cool. Okay, there's nonchalant. Just you're just chatting with him. Okay, right on. Uh, no, no big deal. Um, no, so cool. But also, like, <laughs> the coolest thing for me was seeing that there are comics in here written by, like I said, back to the Trinity. We, now that we have a Trinity, you have a comic. Um, the first story actually in here is written by Anthony Cleveland. And I was just like so excited to see Anthony and Trevor's names on this book. Like just so cool. And I have work from them, like previous work that they've done, like Tales from the Black Circle, Show's End, and from Anthony, uh, a few other things uh, via uh, comicsology, but like again, just having the physical copy um, of this magazine, this anthology type work, this fairy, like I said, this old school kind of thing. That's like this eerie or creepy or like some kind of like a Harvey publications, like just a throwback type of thing. And it's got people that like I talk to and love to promote and support and they they support me as well it's just the the feeling of like seeing their names on this list is just like there's really nothing like it you know uh it's it's so cool and it makes me so happy for them and and i just want i just want those these guys to continue to just like move up the ranks um, you've also gotten, you know, T- Tom Napolitano is a name that is not unfamiliar to me. I do a DC comics podcast and his name comes up a lot in the DC books. Um, and so he's in here too. And that's very cool. And, um, yeah, so 
seeing like Anthony writing the first Anthony Cleveland does the first story just to taste and does art with uh it, the art is by uh Theodorus uh Laur I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong but Laur Decus uh you've got the next story that's story and art by Trevor Markwart and that's Slime Devil and that story no, just a taste is awesome and incredible and like Slime Devil is <laughs> like it, it I don't know it's actually I don't want to say anything because I don't want to mm, how do I even say I don't want to screw it all up so I won't say anything I just you, you just you need this magazine you need to get it uh because uh it, it's all great all four of like the comic stories are amazing because the the next one is uh survival function of primitive omnipotence uh, with a story by Scott Brian Wilson art by Tom Napolitano and then you have kids these days with a story by Edwin Callahan and art by Trevor Markwart and that one's awesome too like it's great I mean, these are four amazing like anthology horror comics but I'm going to stop gloating now because there's a lot more like I said in here you have interviews with uh, a horror filmmaker you have an interview with Bruce fucking Campbell uh, you've got lots of just artwork that's just kind of like s- spread out throughout the book. You've got like fiction, uh, prose stories and all kinds of stuff. Like I'm telling you, this book is worth 20 or more dollars, but they're only charging 10. And uh, yeah, I will never not be ordering this book from now on. So just saying again, this isn't an ad. I'm just gloating because I was so excited when I got this and saw everything that I saw on the cover and the writers and people that I know. And like, I, I, I can't not support this book. I can't not, um, you know, tell you that you've got to be buying this. Uh, so yeah, gravely unusual magazine. It's gravely unusual. and buy everything you can find on there. Um, the prices are so trust me, they're so fucking reasonable and yeah, stay with it and, and follow that. And, and go with it because I'm telling you these writers, these artists and uh, Edwin's the publisher as, as far as I know and my apologies if I'm wrong about his role with that but that's what I gathered that's who I've been talking to uh, Ed, yeah, Edwin's the uh, editor and the graphic designer and you have the uh, Nat oh god dude I'm so bad with pronouncing fucking names Nat Frey Send fuck, fuck me, whatever. Anyway, regardless, support all of them and go buy Gravely Unusual because you need it. If you love horror comics and you love the old school stuff, you're you're gonna want to get this. Um, you're not gonna regret it at all because this is kind of the only like magazine-sized actual magazine <laughs> like that's printing just this high quality content. Like this is nuts. Uh, it's so good. And, um, it's not the only one. It's not the only one. Not fair. There is more out there and we'll be getting to that soon. But, um, for right now, I'm just really excited about this one. And I want you all to please, please go check out gravely unusual. Find them on Twitter at gravely unusual, follow them. And they also have a podcast, which is, uh, gravely unusual, uh, lives or lives. I don't know how, again, English language is dumb, so it could be either one, but if that's how you spell it, L-I-V-E-S, they have a podcast and 
one of the episodes actually has Anthony Cleveland on it. So go check that shit out now. Okay, my 48-minute uh, ad but not ad for <laughs> Grateful Unusual is over. We need to go to uh, our conversation about the Hill House comics slash uh, DC Black Label books with my friend Joey Katzko. And we're going to break down the most recent books out of that series. And some of them are coming close to an end. And some of them are just barely continuing. They've just started. So we're learning some new things and we're coming to some closings on those. But I'm going to stop. We're going to continue with our Hill House comics. So I guess our, like, inside baseball, whatever, is we're, we're, we're trying the tactic of recording the books as they come out mm-hmm. for a week, at least with these next few. And uh, I don't, I don't mind that tactic moving forward, uh, but we're going to start running out of books after like next month will be the finale of uh, dollhouse yes. family. I think it'll be the finale of uh, is it Lola woods and, and basket full of heads next month, or are they being kind of paced out? I don't, I think I don't know what the basket full of heads has two more issues. I think it's a seven part, right? Mm. So, well, the thing is no, that no. I think I think Daphne is kind of throw like our decision to drop Daphne because it's been awful uh, is kind of thrown a monkey in the wrench, like like a, a monkey wrench right into the freaking works. Yeah, <laughs> because like it would all even out until like you know like we got two weeks off and then the you know we can do two books and then there's like two books in one week and then another two weeks off you know so it, like Daph- our decision to like cut Daphne is kind of kind of screwed things up which is why we're recording now and then next week we should do two and then combine the two to do three in one issue um but i mean you know i mean i i'm really hoping they do another round of completely entire books like just continue hill house and do another like you know another like six or five or six books that are just completely different um but if they don't i mean i would love to try to find like another book that we can do this with. Cause I'm, I'm really enjoying the hell of talking to you. You're a great host. And I love, Thanks, man. you know, doing this every once in a while. I mean, no man, like, and I listen back to you and I listen to the stuff you do and on, um, and on the, uh, you know, the DC comics squad cast and everything. And, and, uh, I mean, you're great. You're really good at it. And what, Thanks, and, man. and, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of amateur at this and the way you kind of reel me in at times and, and the stuff you do. And, uh, and you kind of, uh, you, no, you're you're really good at it. You're really good, really great Thanks, as a host. And I appreciate it. Yeah, so I like having yeah. you on, man. Have a good time Thanks. talking to you. And I, I promise, you don't you don't sound like amateur uh, at all. So when you're going, Thanks. when we're just like chatting at all, it, no, it's great, man. I uh, have a blast doing it. So uh, thanks for doing that with me. Now, I just real quick before we get into this issue, um, or I guess the first issue. Uh, so okay, it's really strange. I went ahead and it's the only issue we're doing tonight, right? We're just, we're just doing dollhouse because we've got two next week and that's, we're going to do the three, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of combine them, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. No, I was just going to say, I I, uh, actually did just a Google search of Hill house comics uh, while we were trying to figure out like our audio issues and stuff um, trying to get on here. Mm -hmm. Um, And the most recent thing I found, I guess I was expecting maybe an announcement. That's not what we're getting here, but 
this article was posted yesterday from GameSpot.com, and it was an interview with Joe Hill at where the fuck was it? <laughs> um, hang on. It they said it here. It was at uh son of hold on, I'm gonna find it. Maybe he didn't say I thought he yeah, C two E two where it's basically he's just, just kind of talking about horror comics and how much like uh you know just horror and horror comics and stuff kind of meant to him. It's a short, short little write up. Um Well no, yeah, I and, think that was like during can... like the beginning of, of the runs too, when he was talking about what comics actually influenced him as a writer more yeah. than his actual father did because his father's Stephen King. So yeah. I think, you know, at, and when these things came out, he was like, Hey, uh, my father actually bought me like horror comics when I was a kid and actually influenced oh, yeah. me more as a writer than having him at, like his writing as, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the books and the things that he, he wrote the horror comics that he hooked me up with actually inspired me more than what he actually wrote. Yeah. yeah, and that's awesome. And yeah, I've seen him talk about that, and I'm sure with you know Stephen King doing horror, but also the movie Creep Show, and then like they mm-hmm. made a comic book like Creep Show was you know it was tales from the crypt basically, uh, and they so they made a EC Comics type looking uh, book for Creep Show after the fact, and right. uh, yeah, it's definitely a part of his upbringing. Uh, but so this one from. As of recording right now, this is from yesterday, March 11th, and uh, he's basically describing what he kind of sees this line as, this Hill House comics, uh, as like basically just like says like strolling through like the horror section of like a straight of like a you know blockbuster or a video rental place and like just finding the straight to video just awful horror movies that awesome. like and he says like <laughs> uh, he's like. Uh, you know, I'd go to the sleazy old horror section and I'd groove in the sleazy horror section for an hour uh, hunting down straight to video schlock horror to watch over the weekend. And every once in a while, you'd find one. You'd find some schlocky piece of garbage horror, one that was actually brilliant, like Reanimator. I mean, without Reanimator, there's no basket full of heads. Uh, and that's kind of uh, yeah, what he yeah. sees this as. It's like just strolling through the straight to video. And I'm like, dude, I actually kind of changed great. the way that I look at this, and but in a good way. Like, I, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. You kind of take that sort of mindset of like just these just these kind of simple i mean I'm, they're not simple stories because there's so many things that we obviously sort through with each book um but like it, i guess it kind of maybe puts me in like sort of in his head and how he's like curating this line but uh yeah uh, well, I, just that uh, that, was, that... But I was expecting at the end of the article like more books will be announced soon but there's really not any it doesn't say anything like that it just kind of says like you can find the books at your store or comiXology or whatever so but just just the kind fact that he the, just the fact that he would say something like that like you know this is the way he envisions the entire thing it kind of kind of says that there's going to be more um and and even yeah. like cuz I listened to uh y- your other podcast uh the, the DC Comics Squadcast today the latest issue and you guys mentioned that DC just it they want to be publishers and that's like their main thing they they want to focus on publishing and that's the thing that I've had a problem with them recently is like Marvel is a publisher. They just put out content. They just publish like they got all these preview things. Like they're just like printing. They're just like those printers are just constantly going. They got the ink going. They're constantly freaking going. And DC has been kind of holding back, you yeah. know, and they've been holding back yeah, on sure. that kind of stuff and, and really restraining themselves from doing that. 
Um, and that's the kind of stuff that I want them to see. Like DC is where my heart is. And, yeah. and I, I want them to see, I want to see more of that where they're publishers and, um, and, and to see them doing something like this, I want more stuff like this from them and more of the kind of stuff that, that Marvel's doing where they're just like, let's go with this and let's, let's just go with it. Even, I mean, even though a lot of the Marvel stuff is garbage, they just keep going. <laughs> And they're going and they're going and they're going, you know, and that's what I want to see from DC too. just keep publishing content. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know it's kind of difficult. They don't got Disney money behind them. Right. <laughs> you, you know, they, they're, they're in a different situation, but I want to see them publish more and to have them something like this. I mean, every single comic that, that from Hill House has had this really indie feel to it. Uh, except for Plunge, I feel like Plunge is really more of like it really feels like a horror movie. The, it's only been one issue, but it feels more like a, like a, on the um, I don't know how to really describe it. But it's it's yeah. I'm trying to think it, of a director or like writer that I could put it with. It, it definitely doesn't. Yeah, feel, it's, it's not like it feels really, mainstream. It just it feels a little bit more I don't know polished or something for some reason yeah exactly yeah you just kind of has that feeling of like all right we're getting this group together like a, almost like a jurassic park kind of thing where you're like exactly the together yeah and they gotta go out and do the thing but like yeah you know we'll see what all these other ones have. just just the way the art is on all the other ones and and the way the story goes and all that they, it's really kind of an indie horror comic kind of vibe to them and that that's great and i'd love it if they would just do another round and yeah. keep doing like you know what I mean. Don't continue these stories, create new ones. Right. And you know what? Like I mean, you know, ra- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm 100 with you. But you know what? I I one thing that's kind of been I don't know if we talked about this before on here, but like one thing that kind of bugs me not bugs me that's that's and it sounds dumb, but that's too strong of a word. One thing that I'm like, man, but they should do this maybe for round two. Like mm-hmm. uh, most of the other like black label books are magazine sized uh roughly right I, I it might not be the exact dimensions but it's basically magazine size that's what they should do you know and like and it doesn't have to be super glossy pages they could literally just make it like a magazine you know what i mean like make them stand out be, like, be old different school horror like old school mm-hmm. horror comics like do it that way make it a magazine and use cheaper paper i don't care you know <laughs> like they don't have to make it all, like it, i guess it's not the hard cover and go, but like the card stock yeah, or whatever like i think that would be a cool you know hey just if you're gonna go there just throw it back and go there like yeah sure you know even with just to see because like, it's probably more expensive to print that way but hopefully they're i don't know hopefully this is a successful thing for them to do that way they could afford to do something like that and just because i love that format you know the other uh, black label books that are in that format I, I just i love it man it's just cool it's cool reading through them um even even with the cover, if you have like you know like the thing up top where it's just like Hill House Comics up top, yeah. you know, and just like in the, the picture on the bottom, like you know, just go old school even with the covers. That would be great just to like yeah. just separate it from everything else and yeah. be you know like this is a horror comic kind of kind of deal. That would be awesome. That'd be yeah. great. I think so. And again, they could. I'm sure they could do something like that. This, I'm sure they were just like, let's just go traditional and see yeah. how this goes. Um, I, I mean, they're really good, man. And I just, I hope that people are buying them. I, I really don't know what the sales are, but like, um, who knows really? I, I know you can find like, uh, units shipped or whatever, but you can't find like actual sales necessarily, but 
I think that's kind of what you have to go on. Anyway, I'm going to try to look that up tonight and see, because uh, I don't know. I just want it to be a cool thing that doesn't end. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I really don't want it to end. That'd be, that'd be great if it kind of just continues on for a little bit, you know, do another round. As long as they great. are inspired to do it, don't force anything. <laughs> that's what I'll mm-hmm. say. <laughs> that's when things start getting a little shitty. Um <laughs> So, but I, okay, you know, I, I think it was, I think it was a good I, I think it was a good idea to put like you know like plunge at the end and have you start it off with with Joe Hill in the beginning with uh, basketball heads and then you end it with him at the end with plunge. Yeah. Um. So I think it's kind of cool to have you know have it kind of layered out where they yeah, all come out at different whole, times, whole but you get yeah. the main event, the guy who's running the whole thing, writing the first one, and then he's writing the last one. Um, and even though yeah. it's been one issue for plunge, it seems like that this one, it actually just the way the story's going and all that seems like it's going to be the most solid. So I think, I think you're finishing it off on the right foot, Yeah, <laughs> you know, where it's like, let's, let's do some more of these. Cause just, it seems like the way it's going to end is going to be just the right way to end it. You know? Yeah. I hope so. Um, I don't have any reason to think it wouldn't be. Um, but speaking of, I guess the the ending it and everything you you brought up uh, Daphne Byrne. Um, Ugh, yeah. I what? Let me just look in the back real quick. They have the next issue is number four. I don't think I saw your review for n- number three. I know I've seen the first two, mm-hmm. and we talked about the first one, obviously. Um, yep. wh- okay, so what? It, it seemed like that story w- is just sort of sitting there and not really progressing anything but I could be wrong. Can, is there any way to sort of just summarize what's happening in that book <laughs> without going nah, into detail? No. I mean, I don't know what it's about at this point. I don't really remember something with a dad and a gravestone. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, she's so it's really weird. She's got like this, this kid that's following her. Um, hold on a second. Let me see. I kiss. I think I got it. I think I gave it like, I gave it a really bad score on Weird Science. Oh yeah, DCComics.com. Sure. Uh, Daphne Burn. I probably spelt that wrong, and I did. That B Y R like Gabriel Burn. I think maybe. Yeah, it like it was like it. I it just doesn't give you any reason to care. Yeah, and I just I and I don't know like the act so. The actual story is actually not that bad. Um, I think if you, if it was like a novel, I actually don't think it would be that bad. But I, it's just the way it, it's told on the page is just like um, I don't know. It, it just gives you reason not to care. Bad and uh, just slow the art, pacing, but not interesting. Slow, like yeah. So what um, I remember. let's see. I, what did I say? I said I don't even know if I should go through what happened in this book. The overall overall story isn't the best, but it's not terrible. It's the way that it's told that makes you not care. The art seems to be inconsistent from frame to frame, especially the characters looking like the same person. Like they, they it really like sometimes Daphne looks totally like a different kid. Um, That's and, the one Kelly Jones is doing the art for, right? Is it Kelly Jones? No. I think so. I think that's the one. It is Kelly Jones. Holy yeah. shit. 
Which is weird because it's like he's usually like creatures and like Swamp Thing or like Batman with like a crazy well, like no cowl and no cape. that makes sense because because sometimes like the like you know yeah sometimes there is these creatures and stuff that are is totally his style but uh, yeah I mean so there's there's one cool scene in the last one where there's these monsters she, and only she can see these monsters she's sitting in her classroom. And uh, the kids are sitting at their desks and everything. And we're talking like the 1800s. So these yeah. kids are sitting at their desks and there's these monsters sitting on these kids' heads. And only <laughs> she can see them. And so she make, she actually controls these monsters to like explode the ink bottles that are on their desk and splatter all over them. And huh. uh, and then they all freak out and she runs out of the schoolyard and everybody's freaking out and everything. So I, I thought that was really cool. That was the best part of the uh, I'm probably the whole freaking thing. Um, mm. But like in another thing too, is that like, so her mother, so her father's dead. Yeah. And her mother's going to medium and, uh, and she doesn't believe in any of that stuff. Daphne doesn't believe in any of that. And she actually calls out the medium and asks and says, you know, ask her a bunch of questions and all that. And my dad and blah, blah, blah. And, and okay. of course the medium gives wrong answers. Yeah, and I was just, she, you I know, and that from the first one, I think. Yeah, so Daphne's like, <laughs> she's like, no, no, she, they're lying because all of that, all the answers are wrong. He never called me this name. He never did that. This, what I said, never happened. She's lying, and uh, so her mother, but her mother's still pulled in to this thing. And the, what I actually really like too is that they make it seem like it's almost like a, like a set up marriage, like the the mm-hmm. the um the medium's trying to set up her son. Or something like that to marry Daphne's mother, um, but it it turns out with the last issue, it's actually a cult trying to lure her into a cult, and they like they, they like drug her and stuff like that, and trying to I don't even know like because the next issue we're gonna find out actually what they want from her mother, but I mean th- this like boy is just falling around talking to her, nobody else can see this boy, and the way the boy is written is just terrible. It's just bad, and I I don't know. It's just like oh man. It, this story, if you like, the story is good. Just the way it's presented is awful. Mm. That that's sucks. yeah, I, I yeah, I, I remember that that first issue. Now that you're talking about it, and but I remember too, like because you had told me before, you're like I before I read it, you were like ah, I just don't know. I think this is the first miss that they have so far for Hill House, and mm-hmm. I read it, it was like uh, okay, I I don't, I don't feel that strongly about it, but I really also don't feel much i don't hate it but i'm just kind of like whatever i remember we talked about it and i was like okay you know what maybe some of this is a little bit more interesting than i remember and then i went to read the second issue and like i don't even think i was able to finish it i was like you know what he's right i don't care <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> just move on uh so like no like 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 so i'm looking at parts of it right now and like it seems like like if this was written as a novel if it was written as like, you know, just written detail to detail instead of being a comic with, you know, art and stuff like that, I think it would actually be way better because, I mean, there's this part where they're talking with, um, you know, this boy, we still don't know where he's from. He's from the other side, basically. And, and they're talking together. He's not talking. She can hear his thoughts and everything. And they're talking in her mm. bedroom. And, um, and she says, do you ever wish you were like me? Uh, because, sometimes I catch you looking at me and you look like you want to eat me. And just like his response and, and just like, he's just like looks deeper into her and she's just like, Oh, Oh. And she's like, now all of a sudden she's like inter- more interested in him, you know, cause the way huh. he looks at her. So it, it, it's almost like it would actually, I think the story 
would actually be better if it was written, <laughs> if it yeah. was like a novel or a short story without yeah. the visuals, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So like I said, again, story is not bad. It's just the way it's presented and just all that. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's, well, yeah. We can kind of see, uh, I guess, maybe when it's over, if there's a, um, maybe I'll catch up on it and we can, if it's worth it by the end, we can like go, not necessarily go through each issue, but just sort of, you know, just so we covered yeah. all the books in the line, we can just say this is what the story was and what happened in the end or whatever. And then, right. Who yeah. knows? But uh, let's see. I feel like my mic keeps like cutting out or something. Let me see. Sometimes I hear it cutting out. It's what not that bad. Is. But yeah, I gave it a 2.5 out of 10. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I believe that it deserved oh, yeah. it. I'm just going to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I didn't even want to do it. But I felt obligated. I told Jim yeah. I would do it every single issue of Hill House. And, uh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Um, you know, it's funny that um, they, because they have like the Jim and Eric do like the fuck you five thing on the podcast. And so if you listen to the podcast, like, you know, when it's a five on the reviews, sometimes they're like, well, it's just a regular five. It's not a fuck you five. But most of the time, it's a fuck you five. It's a five. Right. And so, like, I'll yeah, see yeah. certain things. And, like, I'm like, it's just funny because it's like, it's like an almost like an inside joke sort of thing. Like, I see that it's a five, but I know because I'm in on it <laughs> that this is worse than a five because it's a fucking five because this is nothing. But, like, just anyone else seeing it, like on Comic Book Roundup or something, it's like, oh, oh, well, five, five out of 10, you know, that's, you know, 50%. <laughs> uh, so like no you don't get it uh okay anyway uh, well, i mean you know fuck you five is just like throwing it in just kind of like yeah it's i mean it's not it, it's not just like you know okay the art's okay story's okay but you just threw it in you yeah. just gave no effort <laughs> yeah you know it's just like yeah exactly like, it's i mean you, you can go you can be worse than that but it's just like um yeah you you just freaking just threw whatever out there and you you gave no effort yeah. whatsoever yeah like pretty yeah. much every uh every brian michael bendis uh pretty much i think every brian no, michael no, bendis no he gives too effort. much effort man he gives too much well it's like he gives that's, well, he, that's the, for me problem. he gives too much he gives too much um content it's not content it's not the word i'm looking for he gives too much information without intent behind the mm -hmm. information that he's giving yep. he's just throwing shit out there filling uh, space and then thinking yeah filling space and just and, and yeah most of the time it's not even throwing shit out there it's just people being snarky back and forth and it's annoying as shit um and <laughs> well it's like i think and we, sometimes and like I you do get these seeds of stories but again he'll just kind of splatter them all out there all of a sudden it's like okay these are things we're never going to get back to like yeah. You know, maybe you lasted a long time at Marvel, but like at DC, writers don't last long enough on these books to fulfill mm -hmm. all these stories, even if they're on a book for 10 years, you know, they always end up, right. you have to kind of keep moving and it's like, I don't know. Anyway. Well, it's like, like I told you, cause I, I don't, even, I don't even think we actually record this is that I think he's actually, he's actually trying to like a lot of people think of DC that's dark and, and all that. And I think he's actually right. trying to keep the spirit of rebirth going. And, yeah. but he's just really terrible at it. 
Yeah. He's, he's just, just really bad at it. He's yeah. like, cause there was this whole thing with rebirth. It was, you know, trying to just bring back the hope and the right. life and, and bring back the light and everything. And I think he's trying to do that. I really think he's trying to continue that spirit of DC and the characters and all that. He just sucks. <laughs> he just sucks at it. And, and just like, there's no individual characters to anything, any of it. Like I, in, but I think, Except for like Naomi. I love Naomi. I actually think the character is awesome. He did a really bad job with the story. Yeah. <laughs> it was it didn't just, really, div- it was, I mean, no. you don't really know, you still don't know that much about her. And then no, he started like just, sending her out into these other stories. And it's like, well, I don't really know much about this character. And it's like, what is our, po- what are her powers? She's awesome. Yeah, She's I mean, a great character, but what are her powers? Young justice. you got all these par- characters back together again and you keep expanding it and not actually yeah. like giving us what the, what, you know, how, how, how does yeah. any of the, any of this all happen? Like he just keeps That's going and going and going and just so give us a story, man. Yeah. 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 So, but he's yeah. so disconnected from continuity and like he'll, he'll, recognize that in the story and be like um yeah well we still got to talk about how you know we don't remember each other but all of a sudden we do uh but not right now you know it's like i don't want to actually have to explain it because i don't understand the continuity myself so i'm just gonna pretend like i'll get to it later yeah and that's because he's got too much on his plate yeah He's doing just, too much. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if that changes. Um, that's we we haven't. I don't. We didn't talk about that uh, yet. About <clears throat> and and the episodes coming out in the order in which they're coming out. It's a little shifty, but I've got them all scheduled out now. And so by the time this one comes out, it's already old news now. But Dan DiDio leaving DC. Um, I'm curious if that is going to affect how much Bendis has at dc because <laughs> the dude's got about 4800 books uh that come out every month <laughs> i think i, I know it's pr- pretty bland in my opinion well today was a day that i was actually on the road a lot at my job so i listened to uh you know your other podcast and i listened to let's see what was it what was the podcast i so i listened i listened to another one and it was very clear through Jim Lee himself, that he is going to be the only publisher. Right. Um, yeah. That's me and Jordan it, talked about that. And we were like, uh, it were balloon. God. It was on word yeah, balloon. Yeah. Um, and that he very made it very clear that he is going to be the only publisher, which was a huge relief. Cause I was very, very afraid that uh, Bendis was going to right. be one of them. Um, yeah. And it seems like, I think he's in Jim Lee. I think he's going to guy going to be a guy that kind of reigns it in a little bit. I hope so. And I mean, and even, you know, and you, you even mentioned it a little while ago with, um, with, uh, weird science with their Patreon, uh, thing with, when they talked about, uh, you know, with the firing of DDO or him leaving where he, where Jim brought up all the good things he did. And you're like, holy crap, he did a lot. He was there for a lot of really good things and a lot of that. But I mean, it was just time for him to go. Um, and which is kind of sad because he actually, he he was a scapegoat. You get scapegoats and everything, whether, whether it's a hockey team or, you know, like everything you got to hit, you got a scapegoat and everything. And, um, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do bad things, but a lot of things he did was actually really good. Yeah. You know, for, for for the company, for care, for characters that before he went in were, you know, like he actually improved a lot of characters and their stories and, and helped a lot with that. 
Um, so I, in a way it, it kind of sucks, but also I think Jim Lee is the kind of guy that's going to steer them in the right direction that they need to go. And, yeah. uh, he's going to not let guys like, uh, like Bendis, uh, kind of take over a little bit there, Fingers crossed, which is the yeah. direction it has. It's kind of gone where, I mean, Bendis has kind of taken over the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah and I'm not, um, he's taken over so much and it's like, he's like, he, what he writes kind of sits outside of continuity yeah. is how it feels, but it actually doesn't. And that's the annoying thing is other stories that are really not connected to his at all are then forced to like mention the things that he's doing. But the problem is his books that he's writing, they are so wrong when it comes to the continuity that everything else is having to sort of try to somehow abide by or like start following now. And it's just a shit show. And I'm hoping this 5G thing, well, I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of it, I, I'm actually excited about it now. I wasn't at first, but I am now because I'm like, if this can like course correct and sort of get everything in like a cool continuity, even if things are spread out over decades and whatever, um, mm-hmm. back in like World War II or, or one or which, whichever they're going to set that back with. But like, I think that's a cool idea to have stories about, you know, you have a Batman book and it's Bruce Wayne, but it's set in the 60s or, or whatever, you know, like. That's kind of a yeah, cool that idea actually, to me. That would actually um, be pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what that timeline was setting up, but no one knows what's going to happen with that now that Didio's gone because he was kind of, the, I guess, at least the face and the voice that sort of teased it. And Jim Lee then made comments about, like, well, it's not going to be this line-wide overhaul. Like, it's still going to have... He, he kind of basically walked back a lot of the sort of rumors and stuff that were coming out of bleedingcool.com. That's, that's who's pretty much down to the wire been following sort of the rumors and getting sources and whatnot uh within dc so i I don't know who knows what's going to happen but um i just hope that they can stick to you know hill house so and and things like black label like more serious you know more serious stories which that's one of the things that dan dio would champion he would champion darker more serious like i don't necessarily want to say grounded with like superheroes but kind of but you know, serious stories and wasn't afraid of getting a little like that stuff at the beginning of the new 52 with animal man and like swamp thing when they were like pushing that horror side of things with like Frankenstein yeah. agent of shade. Like that stuff was, was gritty man. And it was bloody yeah. and violent and there was creatures. And I was like, and like, I didn't read all that stuff. Uh, I didn't come in with new 52, but I, I went back when I found that stuff and was like, Holy shit, this stuff is really good. <laughs> this is this is where I'm at. Like New Fifty Two ain't so bad, but anyway, um, see, he seemed okay. to, to to just like champion both ends of the spectrum, though. Like that, yeah. and but also like I mean, he had uh, Svengali, <laughs> the whole Svengali thing oh, that yeah. he did. Like he he seemed to like just be supportive of both ends, you yeah. know, like the the horror part, like the dark parts, but also the super silly parts, like the ridiculous stuff with like Looney Tunes and, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, he, the dude just likes, he just loves comics. Right. And, and I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, he gets a lot of shit, but I think the guy just loves it. Yeah. It's a, it's a passion in his life. And I think he, it, you know, you just need to step back and kind of appreciate that as a yeah. person. And that that uh, this is something that he has loved, just adored his whole life. And he has been a part of as a career. Um, you got to respect that he's been successful, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. 
you know, yeah. overall. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And last thing I'll kind of say on that is like, uh, Tom King was on word balloon and Tom King is somebody that I haven't been much of a fan of lately, but I liked a lately lot of his enough. older stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and he made it the point that like Didio was, he's always like, he, he makes it his sort of makes it a point to get, I guess the old writers for DC that are still alive and, and need work. Like he makes it a point to give them work and give them mini series or 12 issue, you know, maxi series and right. stuff like just to give them work because they've put in so much time and like he respects them a lot and is like here yeah do this book over here it doesn't have to connect to anything just have this and that's true and even if i don't like a lot of those books that those guys write or they seem Frank Miller, hated in a bad way, yeah it's kind of like yeah. it's cool that at least he's giving them a shot you know it's not like you're yeah. the old guys we need the new blood like no he's like doing he would do all of that so i did think that was yeah. cool but um Anyway, should we talk about the Dollhouse family? Now I'm done for the uh, night. Good night. You know what? <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> You're right. That's good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk. Let's talk Dollhouse family. Um, yes, let's do what it. I was gonna, what I was going to look up, I was trying to look up just a, a, a list of all of the books and exactly how many issues they have. Could not find that, but I did find um, what you had already said that it, yeah, this is only six issues for this particular series. So. This is the yeah. penultimate one. Penultimate issue, as they say. Yeah. As they yes. say. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, in Yorkshire. No. Um, okay, so I've got the credits page here, so I'll just go through it. Uh, it's written by uh, M.R. Carey, although I wish it was just Mr. Carey. Um, Mr. Carey, yes. Yeah. Don't know if it's male or female, but I wish they would just change it to Mr. Carey. All right, layouts I believe, by I believe. I believe it is female, actually. I think I we think, looked uh, this up at one point. Yeah, we did. I, be I believe it is a woman. Cool. Which well, is awesome. Way, she could change it to just big M, little R, period, care. Mr. <laughs> and I would just love that. All right. Layouts by Peter Gross. Finishes by Vincent Locke. Colors by Chris Peter. Letters by Todd Klein. Cover by Jessica Dalva. And a variant cover by Jay uh, Anacleto and Ivan Nunez. Um, I don't know which what I'm looking at here. I think it's just the main cover where it's like actual... I love that, by the way, the covers that are just like the actual pictures of like dolls. Yes. That they're, you know, <laughs> with like the little like claymation. Kind. That's what it looks like. like yeah. A it's, claymation, it looks like claymation snapshot. It's like, yeah, you can tell it's an actual photo. And I love that. Um, However, so as as cool as that is I, the alternate cover. I don't know if you've seen the alternate. The, uh, it, it is freaking amazing. It's so it's the best one that I've seen from this series because it has Alice standing there. Like she's got a leather jacket on. She's standing there and she's got a crowbar and she looks oh, like yeah. she's ready to kick ass. Like, maybe I yeah, guess, I don't know. let me see. Um, they always have it as like the second page on the PDF, but my computer, they do on the PDF. Yeah. Usually they have as the second page on the review copies, but um, come on, load her up. <laughs> come on, Firefox. I know you got it in you. I know it's late. But I know you got it in you. You got it in you. Yep. Okay, whatever. It'll load up when we can. Oh, here. As soon as I said that. Yeah, the Okay, okay. Awesome. So the, the variant yeah. is, okay, so that's, okay, you were describing that. I was like, that seems familiar. That's literally the art in the back of the book. That's the, the credits page. So that's, that's cool. right. Yeah, that's what they do in this particular, this particular book is actually the, the variant is actually like the credits page. 
that's cool i like that yeah um and, and they don't do that for any of the other hill house ones it's the like for dollhouse for some reason they do that huh. which is pretty I like cool it. that's cool um it's a great, okay that's a great variant uh but, so uh, we, yep sorry what's up go ahead so I so I mean so the issue starts off with uh with Alice at the Chaswick police station and they don't believe her that her own daughter has been kidnapped. Yeah. And like it, it's really weird because they have footage like from the hallways of the apartment and they don't believe her that her own daughter's been kidnapped and she's like no she's she's not here anymore. And like we have footage that says that she never left the apartment and it, like like nowadays the police would be in that apartment flipping up furniture, looking for a body. Yeah. So I think the fact that this is what 1995 might actually be important because I mean, you know, 15 years ago, things were very different Yeah. as far as like Amber alerts and like, just like, you know, predators and, and just, you know, um, all this, this whole thing, things were very different back then. Um, yeah. and we're years talking ago. about like where, where they, wherever they're located in, like they're L- in London. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're in the London area. So like, yeah. Um, but like the, the, so the police don't believe her that, you know, her, do- her own daughter is missing. So why aren't you looking for, her? even if it's in that apartment, she's saying, you know, my daughter's not here. Um, yeah nowadays like that's not an excuse we're gonna we're gonna find your daughter even if yeah. it's in your own apartment you know even if they uh, suspect yeah, the mother or the parents to be involved no. it's like because she's like Absol- pointing out she's like well it's on the seventh floor of the apartment building like you know she's suspect she number just- one <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah no your daughter's missing and we have no footage of her leaving our apartment well you know what we're going in there we get a warrant yeah. We're gonna, yeah, you know, they're just like, don't leave town without letting me know. Like, yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. And so she goes out, and she goes out to to Jake, who is the father of Una, who is her daughter, who's missing because she got gobbled up by the the uh, by the dollhouse. Yep. In the last issue, and and I, I think it's great because she he he's he gets so frustrated because like they're not gonna believe me no matter what, and he's like. He's like, you know, you lost your leg, yeah, you, and now your leg is here. And she's like, it doesn't matter that my oh, leg yeah. is here. My entire story sounds like like made up bullshit. So yeah. now the effect, like, if I say that I lost my leg and it's here, they're not going to believe me. <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> so. Never- it doesn't it doesn't it- matter that I lost my leg. Right. It sounds like bullshit. When I say I lost my leg and now I have a leg to these right. people, which actually yeah. makes sense. Oh, for sure. No, that she's being logical about it. He's just like kind of, yeah. she's dealt with this dollhouse her whole life. He has not. And he just witnessed a mm-hmm. doll. Like, and that's what I love about having him have, having witnessed her getting pulled into the dollhouse is that like, now he's a new a sort of fresh pair of eyes that saw this happen. And like, so he's in kind of hysterics and not really knowing how to deal with it. She's used to it um right and this whole thing okay so he points out in this conversation of like, how dare they accuse you and she's like look at all it's like bullshit like you said and so when we started off with her with uh sergeant zahir i think is the detective that's that's uh gonna be looking after her um but they're sitting down at this desk and then you do have the one panel of her standing in front of the police department or police station and yep. 
it didn't even strike me that she had her leg back. Um, and oh, I mean, yeah. when did the leg grow? Did we see that? So, or that was that in the last issue did. that it went away? In the no, in the last issue because she was given an option, so she went into the doll. Oh, that's right. Yeah, in the last issue, and the option was okay, so. You can stay in here in the dollhouse forever. That's you, right. Either your daughter gets her arm back and you stay in here forever. Um, that, that was it. Like, you know, that was, that was her, her, uh, you know, that was the offer. You, yeah. your daughter can get her arm back and you stay in here forever. And she said, no. And the dollhouse is like, all right, you made your choice. That's it. Final offer. Goodbye. Spat her out. That's right. right. She woke and up then, black, and then, and right? then, Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, she told a bedtime story to Una, her daughter. And then you saw Alice in the bed. No, what was her, what's her name? Jenny, Jenny in the background, kind of sneaking in the background and all that. And Alice left the room, you know, to go to bed and everything. And, and, uh, and Una was like, all right, you come out now. And then Jenny snuck out. And then all of a sudden when, uh, when, uh, Alice is in bed with Jake, all of a sudden her leg is back. So what does that mean? That's right. That means that Una took the offer to give her mother's leg back and stay in the house forever. So, and immediately Alice realized what happened. Like all of a sudden her leg is back. Oh shit. She jumped out of bed, ran into Una's room and the house is there and the house just disappeared with Una in it. So that's the way it ended. So that's that's, that's right. what happened to Una. She, now she's in the house forever with the other members of okay. the house family, the yeah, dollhouse I, family. Yeah, I'd obviously forgotten that that's what happened because I was like, the last thing I remember when he brought up like your leg grew back, I was like, wait a minute, wait what? And so I went back and I was like, wait, you see, you're standing there. I had forgotten Dude. that like we saw that leg grow back already. So I was like, as, hang on, <laughs> they're just kind of skipping past that. But yeah, man, um, as soon as because like I mean. I mean, this, the whole, the whole like series has been a roller coaster. Like every, yeah. every issue has taken you somewhere that you have never expected. It's just been up and down, up and down, just all right. over the place. And as soon as I saw her leg, cause like, I mean, even though Una hasn't been in that much, you've grown so attached to the family yeah. and to like these characters and everything. And as soon as I saw Alice's leg back, I was like, oh shit shit are you fucking kidding me and i was like freaking like oh god damn it una <laughs> like i was right there yeah. with her you know like holy shit and she ran and i was like no god damn it no what the fuck because yeah. like jenny is so creepy oh god. don't you like don't go there like yeah god damn and it <laughs> i hadn't really thought about that that like they that the house like offered the same thing to una and una was like yeah like my mom can have her leg back in my mind, I was like, the house was like, oh, you don't want to take our offer, Alice. Okay. No, uh, well, we're no, going to take your daughter here. And you having your leg back is the sign that we just took your daughter, you know? But yeah. No, yeah, no, because, yeah, no. Luna was excited the, the, and she was like, look, I got a prosthetic, you know, like, and she was like, and obviously Alice is the one that was like mentally kind of struggling with the whole thing. Uh, so it makes, no, that makes total sense that she'd be like, yeah, like give my mom her leg back kind of thing. So that's crazy. Well, no, because the house, because the house was like, no, you know what? Three times, three times, you denied me three times, and that's enough. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna move on, and you're gonna have to deal with the consequences. And I believe that's exactly like, like in, you know, paraphrasing, but almost like exactly like now you have to deal with the consequences. So now hmm. you've moved on to the next generation because that's what 
this house does. This house is stuck to one family. So now you're done with this generation and you've got another generation to deal with. So now you have just completely denied us. We're frustrated with you. We're done with you, but we get another generation. We've got your daughter to deal with now. And now we're on to her. And she's taken that offer. And now yeah. you have your leg back, and now she's in here forever. <laughs> and Fuck, it was right. like, yeah, the the end of last issue. I was like, oh god, no, no, no. Yeah. But yeah, it's okay. man, it's so good. <laughs> and like going from here, it just content for me at least. It continues, and we'll we'll go through it. So basically, uh, she's like, I'm going into that house, but I I'm not going to go in blind. I need to know everything I can find out about the house before I go into it. So that's where you go back to mm-hmm. Cord Wainer and like. He's well, look, well, I mean, hold on. I mean, the thing, the thing that I love about like this, though, this whole scene where they're on the highway and stuff, uh-huh. I mean, he stops uh, like yeah. he freaking breaks and he's like, you lost your leg. You grew your leg back. <laughs> you, yeah. your fucking leg grew back. And, and she's just like, kind of like, well, you know, miracles, miracles don't. Help, <laughs> yeah, no, like, and so she's just kind of like, yeah, she so she says that, and he's like, "Then we're fucked," you know, and and mm. she kind of just talks him into just just like going back. She's like, "I got to go back here. I got to do this thing. This is this is kind of I I got to go back in there and help our daughter and all that." And that's when you go back to where to where Cordwainer is, and you get to actually see like where they came from, where they where their family came from, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. And like Cord Wainer, he's like a he's an old man. And he's like looking into the house, all obsessed, and it's calling to him, saying that you know he can live here forever and all that. And, and uh, it's all distorted as he looked in there. And it's, it's really cool. I love the art as far as like yeah. kind of distorted inside the house and everything. It's really cool. Yeah, and it like manipulates sort of his his like faith. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it too. That's one thing that you mentioned a second ago that like the, uh, the house was like. You know, you denied this offer three times, which is yeah. also like a there's a biblical biblical reference for that. But here, whenever Cordwainer's like, wait, like this is crazy, like to come live in this tiny house, that this little dollhouse. He's like, how low would I have to go there? Like, let it be madness. You know, my offer stands. And then it said the house says the Christ said his father's house had many held many mansions. So do I. There's more room right, inside yeah. of me than you could ever imagine. It makes us think like you could tinker and all the children your mind could want, but basically saying it's going to be your mind. It's not, you know, what, you're not going to be in here with a real family, um, which I think that was an interesting kind of tell. Maybe I'm looking yeah, too much into that, but the fact that, that yeah. they say where your, where your mind's children can be born. And mm-hmm. I think that has a lot of implications, but we'll see. Um, and it, but it says, while the world turns and the cities of men wear themselves down to dust and ash, uh, only say I will, uh, and you need never be afraid or lonely again. And basically has him say the you know one by one go down, and then you see the other this really cool page where you see the other characters reciting this sort of thing with the house in the middle of the panels, and like they're all coming into it. One of them's a priest, uh, which again to me kind of goes back to the, the faith and like the uh, biblical thing. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then you have. At the bottom of the page, bottom of the page, the family as they are, uh, and they're all much younger and in better shape, uh, yeah. and obviously some well, of them he, are kids now. So, but you, I see think I, I made a, I, I kind of made a these con- panels. I don't know if you noticed that. 
Yeah. We'll, well get you know, I, a little bit. I kind of made a connection with, with almost every line in here. I mean, for, for what the, what the phrase, you know, the whole thing is, I mean, it, so there's like, I never doubted it. Speak these words, then go one by one, go down. Um, so with, with cord Wainer, I mean, whatever that's, that's the beginning, uh, be weighed with uh elizabeth with uh what was her name that what, what were they calling her um and i cannot remember what was her name i know yeah i don't, I don't remember they what were, they were um shit. god what was he uh, what was uh what was they her say name? it later He's, i just can't remember what they actually referred to peggy becky or peggy no peggy o is the youngest one okay that's the um, okay so but b wade all right so b wade was elizabeth moyne who was the daughter so that I think her name is Becky, right? Hold on a second, I'm pulling it up. Um, it is like as when she she knows her in oh Bess, she okay. knows her as Bess in the house, right? So yeah. B Wade, so Bess is Elizabeth Elizabeth Moyne, who is Cordwainer's daughter. You found out it's Cordwainer's daughter, right? So yeah. Uh, right here, you found it's Cordwainer's daughter, but that kind of threw me off for a second because we found out that like Peggy O was like, no, none of us knew each other before before the dollhouse. I was like, well, if if Elizabeth Moyne is Bess and that's Cordwainer's daughter, like how do they not know each other? And I was like, wait a second, he never knew his kids because he ignored them. Like, that's the reason why his wife left. His wife left with his children. He ignored them because of his invention. Like, they, he never knew his kids, you know? So that, yeah. that was actually, like, like, a good point. Like, they, they never knew each other, but they're still freaking related. So Elizabeth Moyne is Bess, the, you know, the oldest woman in the house. Yeah. Um, so cool. you got Cordwainer, you got Bess, you have Be Weightless. And Be Weightless is James. And James is an opium addict and what happens when you're on opium mm -hmm. i mean you you Just become weightless away. yeah you're going away and you fall asleep <laughs> you know you become everything yeah. sheds off of you. you become weightless uh come up which is daniel and uh daniel moon and uh you know, i mean coming up to heaven and it, he was a he was actually a homosexual priest who got caught and he actually committed suicide, or that's what they think he did, but he went into the house. Um, that was his version of suicide, going into the house and all that. So, you know, and it shows him even calling up into the heavens, you know, going up. And then uh, and then you got Peggy O, who is, I mean, it says only one, and it looks like she just died lonely. And so she's she's only one. She yeah. just, you know, died lonely. Um, and, uh, and the exact, the day, so she died in 1962, but she was declared dead on the, in 1979 because she was just missing for so long. Nobody knew, yeah. nobody knew what happened to her. Um, so she was declared dead in 1979 on the exact day that the, the dollhouse appeared to Alice. Mm. Um, so like, you know, so it just seems like, like the, all these lines, have something to do with every single family yeah. mother, member as I was reading it, but also in the art, what is similar? Like there's something in all of the panels. You got a cat. Yeah. And all the, uh, in every single one of these, there's a cat 
just sitting there and it's and just not, watching. I, mean, I guess we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll see in a minute. But it, the only one it's not in is the one with Cordwainer. He's actually with the house. It, well, but yeah, the initial like guy, hidden. then the initial yeah. guy. And from there, so, on, I mean, I don't cat sort of hidden in the corner or like behind a window or like but under the, a bench or something. It's like, yeah. But really, I mean, just really looking to like the four. So you have the four, the four lines and who the characters are. And then eventually in the next page with uh, Alice's online research and who they were and what they did and how they died and blah, blah, blah. It just all makes sense to me. Yeah. As far as what it's saying, as far as those, it's like two words for each person, but it makes sense. No, for sure. You know, it, I mean, it, I mean, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, I love it. Yeah, uh, that's I great. think so. And, and yeah, yep. and it's it, that um, kind of goes where they're like, you know, they were all old. They were all getting, you know, Cordwainer was past 60 and like, yeah. but in the dollhouse, it changes you to be like in the prime of your life. And it's like, well, what's it going to do to Una? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to think about it, but we can't get, yeah. you know, can't get distracted. There's too much to do. But all of this kind of gives her a timeline. And so she's like, Cordwainer disappeared in 1865 from the Kent family house. That's where it all started, and that's where I'm going. And she's like, yeah. well, of course, Jake is like, well, we're going. And she's like, no, because Sergeant yeah. here comes up. You you know, she can't find it empty. You know, she's going to put out a warrant, mm-hmm. and that's not good. Uh, at least he can, like, you know, make up an excuse <laughs> as to where she is or something. So she heads out by herself. Um, and she goes for she goes for the house and not yeah. the dollhouse, which is great. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, I'm not going for the dollhouse. I'm going to the house so, yeah. where this all started. I'm going to right to the very freaking beginning, which is mm-hmm. great. Yep. Yeah. And so the, the uh, taxi driver is like, uh, do you want me to wait? Because <laughs> you're not going to get a cab out here this late. And she's like, no, I've got family. Anyway, the cab cabbie like puts says this like some kind of a blessing in some other language and uh she's like what and he's like it's a blessing or he or she i don't know who they got mustache i'm just gonna say he uh says it's a blessing to stop the old one grabbing at mm. you go careful yeah. miss it's a wild night she's like yeah it is that she pulls the crowbar out <laughs> um mm-hmm. so as she's getting ready to sort of you know she's approaching this house and this cat rares by or whatever uh and, and frightens her and it's kind of just leads her i guess to an open window where she crawls in and she's looking around um she says all right motherfucker boots on the other foot now i'm all up in your business and she's just looking out at this you know dilapidated house and as she goes up the stairs she kicks over this like um i guess it's the basin that we maybe we'll get yeah it's, i basin. mean it's the bowl where the placenta was in right and it's at that's, the top of the I mean, that's now. what it is. Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean, it's, it's a bowl. It's, it's the bowl that was the place. The placenta was put in. Who knows how it got top of the stairs. It's yeah. freaking, you know, <laughs> so it's, she kicks it. It clings and clangs down the steps. And when it hits the bottom, <clears throat> it's making the this lights like, turn on. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's making this like shimmer. I think, I guess this, it's supposed to be maybe the sound of like, like if you, a bowl is like rolling on its side before it actually settles and stops. Yeah. Like that kind of whatever. Um, yeah. and when it but does, everything that, turns back into the way it was, like yeah. you know, hundreds she's of years watching. ago when this whole thing happened. Yeah, yeah, she's watching that whole moment after the, the birth, and the doctor's like, you know, here's the afterbirth, yeah. take it to the furnace. So she's following. Well, I mean, so like, I mean, so all right, I mean, so yeah, so like, there was uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph Kent, 
who he was in this you know cave and all that and yeah. everything and uh so and then he got this girl pregnant he probably shouldn't have because she was mm-hmm. barren and everything and then uh I, I don't know how to actually explain it because it's so freaking complicated but uh his wife who he got pregnant had uh you know had this baby who was a basically a child of a demon you know like throughout this whole thing and and now she's basically yeah Yeah. and yeah so now she's actually like witnessing this whole thing where the the birth of uh of this child uh that began this whole story so i don't know well it's like he he had sex with that demon woman in the cave yeah but she planted a seed in him that he Mm -hmm. passed along to his wife i think is basically the the gist right of kind yep. of what happened so that then <laughs> to impregnate a woman who is barren that could not have children right. and, and yeah. Um, yeah. but now the placenta and now needs to be disposed of and, uh, she's actually witnessing it back in time, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so she's following this, this, uh, servant <clears throat> and she's like yelling at her like, no, wait, stop. And then you have, <clears throat> sorry, God, what's going on in my throat? Uh, oh. she's like, Stop, and then you have a police officer actually shine a flashlight. We're back dilapidated now, and it's like, oh, yeah. I was just about to say the same thing to you. You better come down here. You're under arrest. Uh, so he takes the her hell to jail. are you doing in here? Yeah, yeah, been a building. Like, what the hell, man? Yeah, yep. it wasn't breaking in and ring. The window was open. No, but she, yeah. so she now she's in a cell, and then you have uh, this uh, what's her name. You know, I'm not uh, sure what her name is, but I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's a lawyer that is basically like, I mean, she's been entrusted with, with the Jonathan Kent estate. Yep. Um, you know, and so like, um, it's pretty clear that she knows that Miss Dealey is a part of the, the estate and that yeah, she is, yeah. you know, she's, who this person is, is the rightful hair of this building and everything yeah. to the Jonathan, Jonathan Kent estate. Yeah, um, so she's like, hey, so- get her out of there. She can't trespass in her own house. <laughs> you know? yeah. So this yeah. is where she goes to the whole thing. And she's like, uh, you know, when Margaret um, Moyne died, she left a special, uh, specific bequest to you, dollhouse, the dollhouse, exactly. But she didn't specify anything about the rest of the estate. She might not have even known that she owned it. So it, you know, goes to the next heir and there's only one and it's Alice. And, uh, mm-hmm. she also, uh, acquired Which, through all this, a, a modest portfolio of investments and some furniture and storage after Daniel Moyne disappeared and a safe deposit box, which holds the last effects of a remote ancestor of yours, Joseph Kent. Hey. Which I mean, and I actually actually think this is pretty cool because this happens yeah. all the time with with like lawyers and stuff like that, where you're in, you're entrusted to his state. So you know, yeah. like it, it's I mean, it's your responsibility. This is something yeah, you, you need to do. It. Like it, you now, like you know, last remaining relative is now in jail, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> like you know, now I got to do all this stuff and, and all this. And you gotta and pass. It's that your responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, to someone yeah. else when you die again, at going through all these ages. Yeah, and- I mean, if it's been how many ever, like this is this is part of your responsibility as you, you know, it's been entrusted to you and all that. So she's just going through with with everything that that she needs to do from from previous commitments and she gives a key 
to to Alice to a, a bank for a lockbox that she goes and she opens up in the bank. And uh, I mean, there's a gun, there's cool rocks because I mean, old he, he is a geologist or school. you know, a geologist or whatever it is, you know, a lot yeah. of cool stuff in there. But I, I love how excited sees... the, the banker is. Like, oh my <laughs> yeah, god, I can't like, wait. He's like, it's like, he's like, what is he saying? It's like being alive for the second coming. Another biblical reference, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he kind of tells her about it. You know, it was deposited in 1866. And yeah, like what you described is in there and like the diary or the journal, I guess, whatever, from 1865 of Joseph Kent. And th you don't see the whole thing. You just see certain words. It's like something about like confronting the beast and ending this. And uh, he's tried many strategies at, and at the end you see what we've already seen though you know like the, you know there's certain kind of metal the uh staline gill is yeah. is what's gonna kill them and blah 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 that and uh so i mean it's pretty much at the end it's what we already know um but then she decides to go off and drink which is great yep do she some shots of whiskey pub. before you go over there yeah yep. and she's just doing shots <laughs> of it looks like uh some jameson or something or glue some kind of whiskey yeah that's whiskey and yeah the bartender is uh she asked the bartender if he ever goes up to the old hayhurst estate and he's like get house god no the stories so she's like okay what stories and he's like the girl who was in the who was in service there went mad on account of something that she saw in the cellar something terrible shit and she's like okay what is it and he's like well that's all there is she never talked of it and she hung herself soon after uh do you want another shot basically yeah yep yep so she's good and liquored up. She goes back to the house, kicks the door open. Uh, she's trying to like get in, you know, uh, through the doorknob. And then she's like, to hell with it. It's my fucking house. And she kicks the door in and she's drunk. And I just, I'm reading this in like just a drunk voice where she's just like, anyone here? Ghosts, dolls, winos. Okay, winos. let's see what we can do about that. And you have this bowl again, this basin for that the placenta was carried down to the cellar in. And she just she kicks, kicks it. it. Yeah. Just to it, get everything started again. Yeah. And it just like, and everything goes it back off. in time. Yeah. And it's right, right back where she, where she off. left off. Yep. Right at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Yep. So she yep. follows the girl down to the cellar where she's going to put it in the furnace. And she sets the bowl down. As Opens up the furnace. Before. Yeah. And she's basically she, just rewatching what we already saw, where it's like the, the girl turns around. And of course, we see the trail of blood. The placenta is gone. She picks uh, up the broom. Yeah. Now and, and yeah. So the, the one thing that I'd noticed from the scene is like, like Alice's face in the bottom right hand corner of this page, and like the combination. Like, do you see the two faces? That's what's weird to me is I, I'm trying to I, I try to figure out because it's like she's standing behind she's standing beside her at this point when you're seeing them look down behind mm -hmm. the barrels, but then it cuts to them. Like, it's strange. I don't, I don't really know exactly what the effect here is. Or maybe you're know, supposed well, to they, see both of their reactions. But like, in a I weird way. Know, because the hair is too high. If you go, it, the hair yeah. is too high for the maiden or whoever it is. I don't, yeah. So I don't know who like, the other the reaction is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. But I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting kind of kind of thing to to put in there. But I mean, like just the way the hair is and the eyes and everything, yeah, kind of it does not. Everything's match. too high yet. I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we'll find out. We'll see. I, but I, I mean, sure here we go. Like, but... I mean, you turn the page and I, I holy shit. 
Yeah. Like, um, how how does this how does this happen? How does that happen? You see the placenta there. Yeah. And it starts it, it kind of carnage esque starts mm-hmm. like just warping and like shifting together and like getting bigger and bigger and it's forming itself into a, a what? Possibly. What is it? What does it look like? What? What does it look like? The house. <laughs> it looks like a house. How yeah. does a placenta look like a house? How does it turn into a muscly, bloody house? <laughs> with windows. I, with windows and a front porch and a little side porch and a little balcony out there <laughs> looking over the placenta. It's a placenta. Remain. How does yeah. it look like that? I don't even know. It's on the top like, of the roof, although no one could go I up there. But, like, what uh, the fuck, man? That's and then we crazy. go back to, yeah, <clears throat> that, it's it, awesome. Like, awesome uh sort of it's, like no it's all it's so it it is freaking like like i nearly shit myself it's gross. Like, wait what 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 like as and but like when you sit down and you really think about it like how does a placenta know what a house looks like and this is the doll house <laughs> like, yeah you know what i mean like i mean this is like 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 just newly born flesh like just like flushed out and everything and now it's yeah. forming in the shape of a house like what well, the freaking hell but when yeah. you're reading it like oh wait wait what what oh my god what the fuck the, the placenta like this is like that's the house that's the doll house is a yeah. freaking placenta which is freaking crazy it's freaking nuts is amazing i can't wait for the ne- next ep- issue to find yeah. out what the fuck is going on and that's yeah. not even the last page yeah last page is uh i love this uh so it's you go the back best. to yeah we're the the whole she's not seeing anything anymore she's just in the cellar mm-hmm. it's just dark and dark yeah she's like, oh god oh sweet god and then she sees this cat walks up and she's like you and she it's says ghost. to the cat she says you think i don't recognize you ghost you've always been there watching you've always been a part of this so tell me why why would you, why would anyone make a dollhouse out of out of a fucking placenta it starts like licking its paw and then all of a sudden it looks like ron perlman and says you might do it if you were trying to be born and i was like yeah. holy shit Fuck, <laughs> and that's it other than sea dogs but um i was like i'm so glad this cat talked uh <laughs> No, and I mean, all right. So, white quotes, right? You get the white bubble, Mm -hmm. white bubble talk. I mean, that's the giant from the first issue. I mean, that's 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 the angel, the giant slash angel with the text and the font and everything. That's the good guy. Yeah, yeah. That's talking to you right now. That makes me so happy. So, you know, like, so like, (laughs) it's fucking so fucked up because when I turned the page, I was like, okay, that's wait. What? Oh my God! That like freaking like how does a placenta turn into a freaking house? How does a placenta yeah. know what a house even looks like? And I was like, holy shit! Please! And I turn the page and I see that and and just read this with the cat and everything and I see just like you know the white bubble with the same font and I was like, oh my God! Thank God! Yeah, <laughs> you know I was like, oh man! So like, it's it's awesome, boiling man. down to the kind of mystery at the beginning of the series of like, you know, she had the, you know, demon, I guess, which went into the placenta and turned into the dollhouse. It was, had taken down this angel. And now you've kind of got them both reincarnated in different forms. Um, Mm -hmm. And the idea that this cat was kind of watching 
as all this happened. So that's where I'm curious about is like, what's the role, you know, of the angel I think, in all this I mean, in the end? And who knows? He's been, he has been passed out this whole time. He has been sleeping this whole time. Like that's the whole thing with, uh, what, what was the, uh, what's the demon's name? Coax or something like that. Like, uh, so I can't God, remember the name. Like, I don't know. So, I, something like that. Right. So she has been causing this angel or this giant to sleep or be just lethargic this whole time. He's yeah. been in his cat this whole time. So he's been probably projecting just himself into this cat this whole time. Um, yeah. So he hasn't been idle. He hasn't been doing nothing. He's been there yeah. this whole time. Yeah. And that, the that's time the way I... Him, yeah, the only time we don't see him there is when Cord Wainer is, is starts to... He's talking to the house. But he's but yep. the cat is there for all of the other ones. So that's where it's like I think that's probably the window where everything just kinda opened up for yeah for her to do her stuff. Um but uh but I think I think he's been kind of in the background, kinda he, he hasn't been complete out of it this whole time. And he's been making his moves. He's been, you know, within this cat playing doing stuff that he can. Um but uh man, it's I, I don't know how you can wrap this up in one more issue with everything that's going on. We yeah. got one more issue. This entire season has been just been awesome. So yeah. good because, I mean, you get, especially when you look back, like I give this an 8 out of 10 right now, I'd probably give it more just by rereading again because it's so good, freaking good. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, I was going to so I was gonna reference your, your weird science, dccomics.com review uh, score. Yeah, the 8 out of 10. Um, I think that, I think that's really fair. I mean, it's like I don't do I, I just I don't do number scores because it's just it's weird for me. Like I'm like I don't know like if I don't really have any complaints about something, how do I not give it a ten out of ten? Well, I don't give it a ten out of ten because like, like nothing's perfect, but I don't no. know what I would take away, you know. But like you can't give it perfect score. It's so a I feeling. Just, I get too much in my head and I think too much about it. So, but I think that I mean that seems like a insanely fair uh score there but uh yeah i mean well the way um, so for scoring like so i have a wine website right and right. and when i started doing that i was like you know i'm not gonna do scores whatever everybody just scores i'm not gonna do it and then i find myself doing it anyways in my head and like yeah. you know give an opinion and having a score in my head and i was like you know what all right so i'm gonna do like a uh, like a you know four out of five or you know a five point score you know, price versus quality. If it's it blows everything out of the water for ten bucks, it should get the same same score for you know something that blows everything out of the water for a hundred dollars, right? So you yeah. you end up doing that anyways in your head. Um. So the but for comics, it's it's really hard. It's more of like a feeling. It it yeah. just kind of comes to you like after you've okay. done with the book, and um it. it I mean, you can you can kind of break it down to like, you know, you get like, you know, five points for art, five points of story, or you kind of break it down to a formula. But in the end, it kind of comes to a feeling. And okay. uh, and after a while, you kind of break that down into to something that you're comfortable, comfortable with. But I think that like for this issue, I'd, I'd probably make it more. I'd probably make it like an 8.5. Uh, you know, after really go breaking down and talking to it and uh, talking about it, um, because man, it, it it's really good. And th the whole series is awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's great. I, it's just weird, man. Like 
I generally like if there was a series that I knew was a mini series and it was mm-hmm. just like blasting forward through time with each issue until it just wasn't like where we're at now, like we're just dealing with the same timeline as far as our main character goes, I'd be like, Oh my God, why are we just jumping around so much? Um, usually that's how I would feel, but like this, I don't know. It's weird. It, it paced itself out within each issue to where it's like, okay, we jumped ahead in the next issue and it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. it's totally fine to yeah. jump ahead. Like we got what we needed out of that period of their life. Now we're jumping to this part and getting what we need out of that. And like, now we're at the meat of the story. And uh, it's just, it's really well done in that way. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what else to say that I haven't said about the other issues, but like I, now we're kind of down to the wire. So speculation is like, you know, it's kind of like, well, I guess we just have to see how they do this and just, you know, hope that the landing is stuck. And, uh, you know, who I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. Like, how can you, though? I, how yeah. can you actually know what happens here? Now, how would you know that they, they would actually get blown up on a bus? <laughs> right. That was so <laughs> the, 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 random that happened, part of the story. Yeah. Out of nowhere. How, have, how could you actually know? And, and it went and everything made the right move, though, from there. Everything yeah. just made the right move from there. Everything was unexpected, but also awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, how can you not trust that the next move, you got one issue left. How can you not expect to be great? It's going to yeah. be great. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm ready for it, man. I'm excited. I, I can't think it's wait. Gonna be, Can't wait. And uh, I, I'll just... You know, I, I am getting, we get the review copies from DC and I, I buy the physical copies of mm-hmm. the books that I like. Um, this is one where it would be cool if they wrapped this up in a really cool trade, you know, like, yeah. uh, I don't know, do something kind of cool with it as far as the presentation and whatnot, or maybe like an absolute edition. I don't know, but like, that would be cool. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, but either way, I'm I'm ready to kind of when this is done, go back and read it all together in one sitting, and then have that experience. You know, hell uh, yeah, this is totally worth it for me to to do. You know, take the time to go back and read it again when it's done. So, um, but yeah, man. Uh, I mean, any more thoughts on this issue before we uh, head out slash move on to the next one, <laughs> as it uh, will be by the end? Uh, no, not really. Actually, I'm good. Right on, man. Yeah, I think I'm good now. And, you know, if obviously we can always come back around to this uh, later in this episode uh, if we think of new points or anything like that. But uh, all right, man, I'm going to cut well, this. I mean, off. well, I mean, one what thing, I mean, that? like, so, I mean, like, I mean, Alice, I mean, she seems so, so often in this book just ready to kick ass. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, I think that's one of the, the, the things that I have against her is that, like, she she seems like she's ready just freaking like all right i'm gonna protect my daughter and stuff like that and then just something happens just like pulls her back <laughs> you know and and then she's ready to like just go back at it again and then it, it just pulls her back again so that, that's kind of frustrating because i just want her to go and just be like uma and just go you know and just just protect her daughter and all that um but yeah. at the end she's she's ready man yeah. I, I can't wait I can't wait. And, so. and she's thinking it through, obviously. Like, and that's the one mm-hmm. thing I do like. That's like, you know, she's Jake is acting, he's reacting emotionally, and she's reacting logically. No. Like, well, hang on. Like, okay, we've got to think about Jake how is, we do this. 
you know jake is like a logical dad i mean yeah. like you know just just a just a logical dad and that that's what that's i mean i think a lot of times with with stories like this people don't really actually like think about how a logical person in a real situation will think about something like this mm-hmm. oh yeah you know as and like in and that's one of the things like you know with like, a lot of people had a problem with um fear of the walking dead you got walking dead right it, mm-hmm. it was huge thing but it also took place like you know how many months after this whole thing exploded and then fear the walking dead everybody had a problem with that and with like travis and with he's a dad he's gonna protect his kids and Mm -hmm. other people like other people's kids and stuff like that and people had a huge problem with this character he is acting like no like a regular dad Mm -hmm. would act or even like the mother like this is like how people would act they're not acting stupid. They're acting like normal people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and like I think reacting emotionally, like, and again, that's why I love yeah, it. No, all it like, happen. You know, I love that. Yeah, and and that's like, and with like specifically, like, like the Walking Dead. That's why, I like, I, I like Travis. Like, he was like to me, he connected to me because that's the way I would act. Like, I want to yeah. protect like the future generations and my children and people of like you know like who. Are, yeah all that stuff and jake is like kind of like that guy he has suddenly been sprung upon oh wait i have a daughter i never knew i had a daughter um and now i'm in this situation where now i need to protect her yeah and amongst magical supernatural shit going on yes like heaven versus (laughs) hell type shit happening uh yeah (laughs) yeah no exactly he's exact he's acting in that exact way as yeah. anybody would put in that situation. And as Alice is too, who has been in that situation ever. She's yeah. been acting exactly like she would in that situation. So it's just a well thought out character. Yeah. Just all, just everything. Awesome. Yeah. Great story. I agree, man. So I, absolutely. Yep. It's so, it's yep. so fucking good. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, so good. All right, that wraps up episode number 28 of Horror Comics Podcast. And if you couldn't tell, uh, this was actually recorded. I mean, good God, I don't even remember now when it was recorded, but it was prior to the last episode. Uh, we had the idea of uh, putting them all together and like making a really long episode, which would have ended up being like a four and a half hour episode, which is fine. Um... But we were like, well, they've canceled all comics, so maybe we should just split them up. So that's what we did. But uh, before we close out, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you for just listening, for being here. It means a lot to me that you're, uh, you, you've made it this far through the episode. But no, just in general, you've you know, supported the show by listening and downloading, downloading the episodes. And, uh, it's really cool. I really dig it. Um, I love, I love doing it. Have a great time talking to Joey. And then I have a, have a fantastic time as well doing this sort of radio play kind of, uh, old school comics. So go to the show notes, go to nightmarethreads.com, but go via the link in the show notes to get some awesome horror themed merch and they have other things too but it's it's mostly horror themed t-shirts and whatnot but yeah nightmare threads go to the link in my 
show notes. I it helps out the show if you click that link and then shop. But you also get five percent off if you use the promo code Horror Comics, all caps, one word Horror Comics. Can't stress that enough. Uh, you get five percent off your purchase, uh, so you get a little bit of money off, and it helps out the show. So means a lot to me that you do that. Please feel free to get in touch on Twitter at Horror Comics Pod, uh, via email at Horror Comics Podcast at gmail.com. And my personal Twitter is at Rev Rim, R E V R I M. Uh, that's a long, it's not actually even a long story. It's just boring. So, no, no reason to explain why that's the why that's my screen name but again, anyway thank you all so much and keep on reading those horror comics we're gonna have a lot more content coming at you uh, a lot more old school comics coming at you and i'm excited to get back to that and uh you know some different things coming forward so take care and no matter what's going on out there in the world that seems scary don't be afraid to keep digging into that creepy side of entertainment. It's still just entertainment, and we need that. And if you love horror, you shouldn't avoid it now. I feel like you should embrace it more than ever. So I'll close out with that. Take care. <laughs>